With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody. It is the MLG Get Fast Show. Back here for Game Six of the World Series potential closeout game for the Dodgers. I'm Jake Hari, joined by you guys know who, Team McBee, Terry McBride. What's up, man? How's it been? Uh, doing pretty good, buddy. It's a little uh, early in the day for me. I got up, uh, crashed last night during the football game. Woke up in the middle of the night. Now I've been up. Took a little nap, and uh, I don't I don't know where I am in my clock at this point. It's so messed up and upside down. But glad to be here talking baseball with whatever time it might be. Yeah, for sure. This might be it might be the last time that we're on the show. Last time uh, anybody's on the MLB strategy show. Uh, someone's saying happy birthday to me. Not my birthday. Uh, although game six of the World Series, I guess it feels like it, right? Um, yeah, I'll take it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, and a very winnable game. So we might have a game seven tomorrow. I think uh, it's decently likely we have a game seven, according to Vegas. It's about a 46, 47% chance, according to this Vegas line. I, I honestly surprised that Snell's not favored here. I know how dangerous this Dodgers offense has been, but um, Snell, one of the best pitchers in the majors. Are you a little bit surprised to see this line plus 125-ish right now for uh, for the Rays? Yeah, you know, I think it's just kind of leaning into the idea of the Dodgers being the superpower of baseball that they are, and maybe Vegas is biting off a little bit of that. And then just maybe thinking that Snell, we might not see Snell get too, too deep into the game. You know, he, he blew through this lineup the other day. Uh, we, I, it was the one I was way off on the strikeout props. Uh, we saw him strike out nine of these hitters. But in the end, he only went four and two-thirds through 88 pitches in uh, game two. So. Maybe they're thinking, hey, we chase him out of there early. The Rays uh, move into that bullpen and it uh, comes back to bite them. But, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I expect a decent start from him, and uh, I'm not going to be surprised to see a game seven tomorrow. Yeah, and so, um, you know, we'll have all the regular shows tomorrow. If Just looking ahead, if we do have a game seven, uh, if the Rays can pull this one out, we'll have uh, the strategy show on Live Before Lock. I am slated to be on Live Before Lock, so uh, maybe one last gasp at this uh, this crazy MLB season. Um, but if not, it, uh, it's been fun and, uh, I think we've got a good game tonight. I always love watching Snell pitch. Um, I'm still rooting for the Dodgers to win. I can't remember where you're at as far as this series, but, uh, are you, yes, are you hoping the Dodgers close it out? 
I'd like to see a game seven, but I, I'm rooting for the Dodgers to win the series overall. Yeah. But uh, just baseball wise and for the fun of it, I'd, I'd enjoy a game seven. Why not? I actually, maybe game seven would be the best for what I'm rooting for. If we can get Kershaw to come in for a few innings, uh, he's pitched very well so far. So I don't want him to ruin it and like potentially lose a game seven. I'm really rooting <laughs> for him to, to get a World Series ring and he's pitched awesome. And so maybe yeah. potentially if he comes in, throws like, two to four innings tomorrow on short rest Dodgers win. He could even win uh, world series MVP. So he definitely could. Could. what kind of nail biting would that be though? If they bring him in, say it's, you know, in ninth inning, bring him in for a save or bring him into a tie game, something like that. Every time, every pitch, he's going to be edge of the seat, you know, hoping he comes through. And I think they're, they're setting up for that, right? Because in game five, he only went 85 pitches or something along those lines. Like he didn't go the full, 100, 110 that he can go. So I think they're setting him up to have him at least be available for a potential game seven, which is really smart managing by Dave Roberts. I know uh, he's very frustrating for DFS, but they've handled him really well so far. Yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a really sharp call and uh, it makes a ton of sense that that's what they're gearing up for. I'm sure they're hoping they don't have to do it. Probably hoping to get out of the series today and uh, just walk away with a win. But yeah, to have that weapon in your pocket, not too bad, pretty smart strategy. Yeah. All right, guys, we will get into the game in uh, in just a second. First of all, just want to point out we are presented by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. They don't have MLB contests going on right now, but they do have some really good uh, NFL contests coming up. Uh, 12.3% management fee in the 150 max 200K baller. That has 25K to first plus a 5K MGM Vegas getaway. That sounds like a pretty fun time. Uh in post-COVID times, of course, hopefully, you know, that, that takes place once we uh, once we get this figured out. Um, but yeah, Yahoo's a great place to play because of the low management fees, paying about three-fourths or less uh, of what you pay elsewhere um, just to get entries down on the site. So that's good for your long-term ROI. They've also got uh, really good low-stakes tournaments. They got some 10 max uh, and 25 max tournaments. They've even got a $3 uh, 150 max with a 12% management fee. You're really not going to find that kind of tournament anywhere. Um, these other sites have gotten away from the low stakes uh, MME. Uh, I know on DraftKings, they've got the mini max, but if you're looking to pay up a little bit more, 450 bucks to win potential 2K, nice flat payout structure. Then again, you're just not paying as much to play over on Yahoo. So go support them. They've got all the other contests, the single entries, the quarters, and uh, everything like that. So if you're looking to grind, if you're looking to get better at DFS and uh, help your long-term ROI, Yahoo is a great place to play NFL, especially. And I know a lot of guys on the site play cash games over there as well. And they say um, they face some some weaker competition, not as many sharks over there. So I know Adam and, and uh, Rinpak and guys like that play over there quite a bit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, smart guys. I, I need to go play on Yahoo more. Um, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I haven't been over there enough. I keep saying that I need to get there, but uh, I'm not as sharp as those guys are. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's softer competition. You get a lot of people coming over from uh, season long over there too. Just say, hey, yeah, you know, they accidentally wow. hit the thing and daily pops up and eh, what the hell, I'll enter a lineup. Yeah, for sure. Um, have you noticed anything playing some of these showdown slates on either site? We're going to take a look at the winning lineup, but is there anything that uh, you wanted to point out in terms of like strategies that you're seeing from top players or uh, anything weird that you're seeing that's one 
Um, and then we'll quick take a look at uh, game five's winning lineup. It was a three-way split. So, I mean, I haven't been killing it exactly in these. I've, uh, you know, full disclosure, I, you know, I've always been uh, clear and transparent about what's going on with my lineups when I do these things. And yeah, I've been getting smoked in these things, but uh, I think, you know, what we talk about on the shows always still holds up and makes sense. It's just a matter of landing uh, on a lot of these slates on the guys who crank one out of the ballpark and hit a home run. That's really what it is. So it comes down to nailing the right guy there. Or on the if you get a big start from a pitcher, having that pitcher in the captain spot on DK has been you know somewhat relevant. And I think we saw that in the last one that we're going to take a look at. Um, I think one thing that I've noticed from some of the public lineups, just in you know clicking on different lineups and, and sorting through some of the standings, I think people are maybe overreacting and overcompensating in the playing a pinch hitter, playing a reliever department. Mm-hmm. I think people are maybe going a little bit too far overboard with that. Uh, it's taking a big risk at putting a zero into your lineup. And, you know, and there's a lot of cost savings associated with it, of course, and you can build to specific things. But I was seeing lineups the other day that had two pinch hitters in them and the reliever, you know, two pinch hitters and then not necessarily the best construction. So it just, I don't know. I think people might be doing too much of that uh, and not really focusing on guys who are in the starting lineup likely to get three plate appearances. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, there's there's definitely spots where you can take a chance at a pinch hitter, but you're sure. seeing some of these guys getting oh, like three four percent ownership sometimes, and like, that's not something I'm willing to really chase for maybe one at bat. And right. you're a lot of times going to end up taking a zero, even if they do get the at bat. Okay, well they still have to do something with it, and then they might get pinch hit for the Kike Hernandez, Jock Peterson thing. Um, so it's worked out uh, here and there, but not something uh, I'm looking to chase. Um, looking at this winning lineup, uh, 101.1, uh, oh, sorry, 101.83, uh, was the winning lineup three-way split in the, uh, 150K world series scuffle 50K to first, these guys split it for about 22, 23K each. Um, the winning lineup was in game five, Kershaw, Jock, Kiermaier, Margot, Muncie, and Yan, uh, Yandy Diaz, um, a lot of chalky value players in the flex of Jock Diaz and uh, Kiermaier, um, but only only duped with two other people. Um, if you're looking at each individual user, that one, uh, the big key was getting the 11% owned Max Muncy home run. So some of these guys that are priced up that are like your, your home run hitters like Jock, or I'm sorry, uh, not like Jock, he's more of a value guy, but uh, Muncy, Betts, um, guys like that, um, if they do well, they are usually pretty low owned uh, in the captain and the flex, just because people want to jam in the pitchers. But if you can get one or two of those guys in your lineup, I think you're differentiating by also like you're, you're sacrificing some in projection, um, but you are getting quite a bit different. And if you get the right guy that, you know, double dongs or has four RBI or something like that, um, you're smoking the field on those guys. Yeah, and I think, you know, when I say that I've been uh, coming up short on a lot of these, that's kind of how I've been chasing the build is trying to play some of those lower owned, higher priced hitters and get to the, you know, the high, high quality of those guys. And like you said, you're taking a huge swath of the of the competition off the board because you're playing those low on guys. It's just that I haven't been on the right guy when he's happened to hit that home run. I did hit the Muncie uh, home run in the in the uh, props column the other day, so I was happy about that one for King of Five. Do you have a props column coming out tonight? You want to uh, pimp that out I, a little bit? 
I'm going to have one coming up. Uh, look for it later this afternoon, probably in the three to four o'clock window when uh, the lineups are confirmed, but uh, don't know what's going to be in it just yet. So check back to see. Yeah. And uh, you get those from odd shopper. If you guys haven't been over to odd shopper, uh, go check that out. If you're into gambling at all, just like traditional sports gambling or betting props, uh, people are making killings betting props. I know Lafayette has done really well in his NFL props using odd shopper. Um, so if you're in a legal state and you have access to multiple books, get over to Odd Chopper. It's completely free. And uh, you can set up a dashboard with alerts for um, your picks and uh, lines you want to watch. Um, so we refer to uh, some of these lines throughout the show. Um, you can see Blake Snell's strikeout prop at five and a half um, with the juice going to the over. So if you think that Snell is going to have a tough time with this, uh, this Dodgers lineup, maybe you take the plus 120 on the under uh, Dodgers are a tough team to strike out anyway. So yeah, go check out odd shopper, uh, whether you're betting MLB, uh, NBA, NHL, NFL, whatever it is. Uh, why not get the best price when you're looking to uh, make some wagers here and check back for my odds column and see if I have the guts to double down on that five and a half uh, strikeout under for Blake Snell. That's the one I blew the last time around when he struck out nine, same number. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. Maybe we can get it right this time. Let's get into this game. We've got the Rays and the Dodgers, as you guys know, about one uh, minus 135 for the Dodgers here. Slight favorites, even with Snell on the mound, going up against Gonsolin. 3.8 implied total for the Rays, 4.3 for the Dodgers. Um, Snell struck out nine, as you, as you mentioned, last time out against these Dodgers. Uh, that must have been, what, game two, and the Rays did win that game. Uh what, what are you looking at here? I believe he's going to see pretty much the same lineup uh, as what he saw in game two. You think he, he's going to do it again, or do you think the Dodgers get to him here? So it depends. I mean, I think they probably pulled him an inning early in that last start. I mentioned he only threw 88 pitches, uh, only went four and two thirds. So, you know, maybe get another inning out of him this time around. And I think they'll probably look to do that. Uh, but I think this, you know, this patient Dodgers team could definitely out, wait him out if they draw one or two extra walks in that mix, if it's a similar kind of a start, he could get chased fairly early again here. So he's one of the best pitchers in baseball when he's on. You mentioned that uh, tremendous, tremendous strikeout pitcher. Uh, this season overall, 11 starts, 50 innings, a 306 XFIP to a 324 ERA, uh, and a 286 BABIP against. So, you know, the numbers are right there. 31% uh, strikeout rate, 15% swinging strikes. He was just excellent all year long. So, I think he can definitely put up a very solid start. I don't know that we're going to see him hit that lofty nine strikeout number again. That, that's asking a lot against this team. Uh, they were ninth in baseball with a 192 ISO this year, only a 20.7% strikeout rate, which is really the, you know, the main story here. This, this is a patient lineup. They know how to work the count. They know how to get on base. So it's going to be a tough, tough ask for him to repeat that uh, performance of last time. So, I, I don't know. I think the uh, I think the Dodgers could uh, get to him. Not I don't know that they're going to blow him up. I'm not saying that, but I think they could put a couple runs on him and chase him around the fifth inning again, and the Rays could be in trouble from there. Yeah, I, I mean I don't love Snell in the captain spot just because you're going to be limited um, in what you can do with the rest of your roster. Like you're going to end up on the same guys as everyone else. So when you're trying to avoid uh, some of these. You know, you know, dupes are inevitable, but when you're trying to avoid some of the most heavily duped lineups, you can see how 
it's easy to get a very heavily duke lineup with snell and the captain um you end up on meadows you end up on some of the the top owned guys uh, in our ownership projections which are out on the site right now um so just be careful if you're going to use them at captain uh try to move a piece or two around uh to make your lineup a little bit more uh, a little bit more unique he doesn't project very well um from a from a value perspective like we're usually looking for that 2x value i know it's a little bit different with showdown but you'd like to see him at least at like 1.5 he's at a 1.4 value right now 15.42 points you guys can see the rest of our um projections today for free they are uh, unlocked for the day uh, maybe the last piece of premium content that's unlocked for mlb until uh well whenever they have the next season i'm assuming they're going to start pretty much on time but uh go check all those out some uh, some crazy prices kind of all over the place. I think Snell's a little bit overpriced. Maybe that keeps his flex ownership down a little bit. I prefer to play him uh, in the utility spot uh, on DK. Um, let's talk about Gonsolin quick because he actually projects uh, okay. The problem is he's 10-4 on DK, and he only went an inning and a third last time out, and he only threw 29 pitches. However, uh, three days prior to that, he had thrown 41. So uh, I have no clue what to really expect from Gonsolin in terms of how deep he can go. I'm assuming he can only go like three, four innings if things go perfectly. Uh, but what's your read on Gonsolin here? Is he someone you can consider at all on this slate? I think that's probably a little high price for him on uh, at that price on DK. Uh, definitely for the captain's role, I think it's probably asking too much. Um, I have him coming up uh, just in the way that my model works. It gives me an innings projection that then I can change if I think a guy's going to get more or less or whatever based on news. And it came up basically right around the equivalent of three, uh, which is okay. exactly where I was thinking he might get. He could go five. I, I don't see a reason he wouldn't. He's on you know decent rest. The last time I think he did come out early. But just, I don't know, based on just the, the managerial style, the way that this kid's been utilized, uh, you know, over, over time, I think there's a good chance we see a short start from him. So I just have trouble trusting it. He projects okay in his three innings. I think he's a you know good enough pitcher. Uh, he made uh, eight starts, nine appearances this year. Uh, he's a guy who did get a little bit lucky. If you look under the covers, he had a 3.80 xFIP this year to a 2.31 ERA. Last season, it was a 4.90 xFIP to a 2.93 ERA. Uh, that said, it's only 86 and two-thirds innings in his entire career, uh, and it comes down to a 4.31 xFIP to a 2.60 ERA with a 2.50 BABIP against. So there's some luck baked in there, but it's a 26.1% strikeout rate this year, 4% uh, walk. So he's very good at limiting the walks. He's decent at striking guys out. If he gets five, I think we yeah. could have a justifiable uh, play in the util spot. I still don't think I want to pay up for him in the captain spot there. Uh, and I don't trust the fact that he's going to get five. So it's really tricky. Uh, there's plenty of strikeouts in that Rays lineup. 26.4% strikeout rate against righties this year. Uh, they don't generate a ton of power. They were uh, 178 ISO, which was 13th in the league. 104 plus puts them slightly above average creating runs. Uh, or 104 WRC plus. I think I just said the word plus. Um, so they're a decent lineup, but they're not great. So there's not a ton to fear uh, for a right-handed pitcher in this spot. I think it really just boils down to those innings. Yeah, the, the way I'm thinking about it here with Gonsolin is that not only do you have to, I, I think, get pretty lucky for him to go like four or five innings here, 
because um, they haven't really been treating him like uh, a starter for the most part this postseason. So not only do you have to get uh, lucky with how deep he goes, but I think you're also just basically betting against Snell having a good start because, well, if you play both of those two in utility, you were really limited. I don't even know if you can make that work. Uh, maybe you can make it work in the utility and just jam in all the, the value bats, but people will do that. Um, so that's something I'm going to try to avoid. Uh, he's $600 less than Snell. Like it's not even that big of a discount. I think if he was priced where some of these hitters are, even in like the 8k range, uh, then you'd have a more interesting talking point with Gonsolin. But, uh, there's a lot of unknown variables, uh, looking at his ownership. I think he's quite a bit overowned for, uh, kind of uh, the range of outcomes that he provides. So he would be someone I'd be looking to avoid. Um, it doesn't really have anything to do with the match, but I know you can strike out the Rays for sure, but, uh, you really need to thread the needle as far as him not only going deep, but racking up some strikeouts and then having relatively clean innings and then Snell to, uh, do to, to underperform. So a lot of things need to go your way for Gonsolin. He's going to be someone I'm going to look to avoid, especially if his ownership keeps up to, uh, the spot where it's at right now. Let's talk about some hitters here. Um, the chalkiest player on the slate right now, Projected to lead off uh, Austin Meadows, 5,800. Great value there on DraftKings. Um, I, I don't really know how you avoid him here if you're building a handful of lineups. Um, but if you do, you're definitely going to be different because he's projected to be in over half the lineups right now on DraftKings. Uh, do you see anything that would make you want to fade Meadows? It is a scary one. Yeah, I mean, nothing uh, about Meadows or the matchup that would make me want to fade him. It would just be that the fact that he's going to be in, yeah, in nearly 60% of all lineups on DK. You're instantly different from so many people just by making the decision not to put him in there that it kind of makes sense to just, you know, start your lineup with Brandon Lowe and uh, pretend that he's not there. Uh, that said, he's an excellent hitter. Uh, he's a guy I really like to go to, and that price is fantastic. 8700 is uh, is ridiculous for him. So uh, definitely like him. Love the fact that he's in the leadoff spot. You might pick off an extra plate appearance from him. Uh, just, a, yeah, tremendous, tremendous spot. This is a guy that hit uh, 33 home runs, stole 12 bases last year and 591 plate appearances. This year, 152 plate appearances. He was in and out of the lineup, only hit four home runs, stole two bags, but he's a tremendous player. So uh, I definitely, when he's in the lineup, I like to get to him. It's just going to be, how can we build with him and make it different from at least enough people that we're not chopping with everyone under the sun. We're maybe just chopping with two people like the other day's winner. Uh, so that's really what it boils down to. So if you're sticking him in your lineup, definitely immediately start thinking about something else that you can do dramatically different from the field. So the way I'm looking at it here, and I know 1v1s aren't super interesting, but when you look at uh, the, the ownership projections, just trying to find some sort of pivot off of Meadows. Um, so again, he's 5,800. Uh, you build a lineup and you, you stick in Meadows as your last guy in or your first guy in whatever. Um, and then if you have an extra couple hundred dollars, maybe dropping down to Kike Hernandez, he doesn't project as that, uh, like he's, he's a much worse play quote unquote than, uh, Meadows from a projection standpoint, but he's a guy that does hit lefties. Well, if he hits a home run, um, off of Snell, like you're crushing it as long as Meadows doesn't do the same. Um, so I think at double the ownership, just dropping down from Meadows to Kike or Austin Barnes, I know he stinks as a hitter, but. Um, 
one of those two cheap guys, uh, if you 1v1 swap them, uh, it's a low probability outcome or lower, but um, they're going to get a decent amount of opportunities. It's not like NBA or something where they're going to play five minutes and you need them to, to just go nuts. Um, Kike is probably going to get two to three at-bats uh, until Jock comes in for him, if he does come in for him. And uh, the ownership discount is is pretty nice. So that would be one pivot I would look to make. You could even go to someone on the same team. You build a great lineup with uh, Meadows, and then you swap them out for, like, Zunino and just hope that he can hit a home run or uh, or Kiermaier or someone like that. So if you're just building by hand, that's something to consider. Just take the ownership stand. But uh, all things considered, I think Meadows is still uh, – like rightfully one of the more popular players, you rarely get a leadoff hitter at this price on a showdown slate that projects for the second most points of any hitter on a slate behind Mookie Betts. Yeah, at that number, he's the play of the slate for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, it's tough to get away from what, just like you opened with it. Just look at his price compared to essentially everybody on the Dodgers, except for the two bargain right. guys that you mentioned. And it's just, it becomes so obvious that he's the go-to guy here. Um I think, yeah, I think uh, Kike makes some sense as far as that goes. You do have the the late pinch hit risk. We saw Barnes get there the other day. He had a home run in, what, game four, I think, pretty late. Kind of a uh, meaningless home run, but uh, he did get there. So those are guys that could do it. And then uh, just glancing around at, at price-wise at other guys, um, you know, if you pay up a little bit to like a 7K Manny Margot, you get pretty different on the ownership. And he's a guy who's uh, also on the raise in that spot in – depending on where he's hitting in the lineup, we've seen him hit uh, all the way at the top of the lineup. We've seen him hit in the middle of the lineup. So it depends on where he is. The projected has him fifth. I like him in that spot. So I think you can see some production out of Manny Margo there just to throw out another name that's a little bit less owned in a, not the same price range, but also not paying all the way up kind of a price range. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the Rays are just crazy cheap compared to some of these Dodgers. So one thing I would consider on this slate just because of the Dodgers pricing is um, I don't think there's going to be a lot of lineups tonight that have like three to four Dodgers hitters. I think a lot of people are going to jam in either like Kike Barnes um, as a last man in, and then mostly focus on the, uh, the Rays bats, especially because the Rays have the better pitchers. So one thing I would consider is like five man Dodgers hitter stacks tonight. And again, you're betting against Snell. Like it's never, super fun. But if he can somehow get pulled two, three innings, he ends up with six DK points. That's not going to be enough for him to be in the optimal. And then you just have an onslaught of Dodgers hitters. So if you can make that work with the pricing, um, like Turner and Muncy's prices are reasonable. And if you're not slamming in a pitcher, Gonsolin or Snell, um, if you're worried about how, how long Gonsolin is, it sounds like we are. Um, then going with a, a four man or five man, Dodgers hitter sack is something uh, I would consider here when I'm almost always trying to, to jam in a pitcher. I think it does make sense to uh, deal with the hitter stack here. Yeah, it makes sense. And just as you were saying that I was just uh, pulling up DK Cruncher and I just ran one with uh, some randomness applied and like a 55% individual cap and just scrolling through it, just, you know, casually the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. the top eight owned players are all raise the top. Oh like 15 uh, only Mookie and AJ Pollock have snuck in there uh, in the top, like, you know, 10, 12 uh, on the list here. Everything is mostly light blue in all these lineups as I'm scrolling through. So to your point, yeah. If you just start with the premise of I'm going to stick at least three Dodgers in every lineup, you're going to be different than a lot of people just from that. 
Um, if you go up to four, go up to five, you're going to be very different. Yeah. And as you were saying that I was just hand building a lineup. I don't often hand build, but it does help. Um, if you guys don't have access to ownership projections, if you just have access to projections, um, this isn't going to be like an optimal lineup, but you can get good lineups with like a Justin Turner captain if you fade both pitchers. But I think I consider it just basically fading Snell. So I would do this on uh, on a bunch of lineups tonight. If I was um, if I was making like 150 or even like five to 20 lineups, something like that, I would mix in some full Dodgers stacks. Hope you get to Snell and uh, these Dodgers continue to hit uh, how they've hit basically all postseason. So, um, yeah, I mean, every Zero, is going to be. I, okay. I got zero lineups with uh, with both pitchers. Just to answer that question you yeah. threw out before, I don't know. I don't know if you can get there, but it, Cruncher didn't get there across three hundred lineups. Let's see. Uh, you so you can make it work, man. You you can barely make it work. Um, you're gonna end up with like a a raised stack, basically, in like a either Kike or someone in captain or. Um, one of these low price like Meadows captain. Um, yeah. But people people are going to play that um, if they're not careful with optimizers. And then you're left with, so if you put Meadows at captain, Snell, Gonsolin, you're left with uh, 6,600 uh, remaining for each util spot. So you're basically out on Dodgers hitters besides Kike. And then you just got to jam in the value that everyone else is going to jam in. So That'd be something. Yeah, and if you're just thinking about, yeah, once once you start down that path with those three, with Meadows and the two pitchers, Meadows captain and the two pitchers, just the lanes available to, for you to even walk down are so limited. And everybody who has that construction, everybody who starts with that is going to be looking at the same five options for construction or whatever it really boils down to mathematically. And if you guys think out there about the total number of people that are in these tournaments, think about how much every single person, every one of those options is going to be is going to be used up. So it just doesn't make sense to build that way. Every single possibility is going to be repeated. Yeah. So I think the the important thing here is, as always, avoid the, the heavily duped lineups. Try to avoid the most popular roster constructions um, because then, again, you're going to just avoid dupes. I, I really like a bunch of hitters in captain. Like if you go up to – if you're not going to Snell, so if you go up to like Seer or Betts in captain, they're super – they're super um, overpriced from a median projection standpoint. However, you're looking for one outlier event, and those are two great options that have done it a bunch of times this postseason. Um, and then just kind of fill in with a couple bats, maybe take a reliever you like. I don't know if we have any. Yes, we do have some projected. Um, we've got four relievers projected, no, five um, in the uh, in the Osmo.com projections built by the number one player in DFS. Jansen, Fairbanks, Anderson, uh, Blake Train, and Pedro Baez. So all those guys projected for over a point. If you feel good about one of them getting in the game, maybe you punt with one of those guys as a way to differentiate and uh, and load up on some of these some of these Dodgers hitters. Um, but you're going against Snell, so it's it's not going to be fun either way. I, I think if you're building a lineup you're 100 percent comfortable with, you're probably doing something wrong on these showdown slates if you're playing large field uh large field tournaments the lottery style tournaments with 50k to first 150k in in total prizes so uh what's your plan tonight how many lines do you think you're going to be building i haven't gotten that far yet 
Um, I basically broke even on the football uh, single gamer last night, so I might just you know double back down and throw that back uh, on the fire and see if I can't burn it tonight. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but uh, I'll have a good handful in. I've been playing uh, not full slate of entries in uh, the higher priced uh, tournaments, trying to you know pick off something big. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely dive in to, for, to some. I can't sit out the potentially last baseball slate of the year. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the 20 max and just try to build some unique lineups or some with like a couple dupes and uh, hope I catch a break at the end. But I'm going to try to jam in as many uh, Dodgers hitters as possible. Uh, I will, I think in my, the Snell lineups that I have him in, and now that I'm thinking through it, I think I said I don't want him in captain as much, but I think I like the build better with him in captain, just trying to avoid some of these dudes. You're going to end up with like a couple of Meadows and, uh, Kiermaier and Zunino and those type of guys. But if you can get one or two big Dodgers bats in a Snell captain lineup, I don't think that's going to be, that's going to be very popular. So something I'll play yeah, around Snell with. with like a, yeah. Snell and then paying up for two of those Dodgers bats. Like you're talking about definitely is going to be an offbeat kind of approach. So that, that that's interesting. Actually. I like that thought. Cause Can't even if you get, you know, we saw him strike out nine over four and two thirds, like we said the other day. So even if you get that in the front end, you could still pick off two home runs on the back from a Seager and a Muncie or somebody like that yeah. and get out pretty good. Yeah. And Kansas 33 says, don't shy away from the lefties from the Dodgers. hundred percent, hundred percent. So um, these guys can all hit lefties well for their careers. Muncie Seager and, uh, and Cody Bellinger, we know what those guys can do. So yeah, don't worry about handing this as much with the, the lefty lefty matchup Two people that, that look into that will avoid those guys. So their ownership probably isn't as high as uh as what it should be. Yeah, definitely. You think you we see, uh, think there's any chance we see Yarbrough come out of the pen? He only went three and a third, and it was uh, two days ago or three days ago. Just trying to yeah. think of other names that might come out of the pen. That, yeah, that, that could be. I mean, it's a, it's a do or die game, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking like the- tie game, you know, low leverage situation, tie game going into the sixth, something like that. I think yeah. we could see you come out of the pen. What's his price at? Do we know? Uh, not sure. Let me I see. I got, I got DK pulled up. Yarbrough. Wait, remove non-probables. You got to do that. Uh, 9,800. Ooh, wow. Wow. So. <laughs> Even if he does, I don't think we're going to be yeah. playing <laughs> with that price. Yeah, tough. I would just, like, I would just throw in one of these relievers that Alex has projected. In the bottom, they're all 4,200 to 5,600, so. They're lower priced than basically every hitter um, besides Austin Barnes. But yeah, it's, and DK is really pricing up some of these guys that probably won't even pitch. So they're making yeah, it tough. If you're, if you're looking for a reliever, those are the guys that it makes sense to go to uh, in that case. I, I had no idea yours was priced like that when I was, uh, when I brought him up, but uh, yeah, you want to pay 5,000 for a guy who might pitch an inning or an inning in two thirds and strike out four or five guys. That's, that's what we're looking for with those relievers. Yep. Has anybody in the chat thrown out a? Uh, I, it's happened in the last couple times. Has anybody thrown out a Mookie Betts sucks against lefties uh, comment yet? I have not seen any. I've been okay. monitoring chat somewhat. It's happened, happened the last few times. Uh, that is just a, a complete misnomer. People people keep saying that he had a rough year this year. He wasn't great last year. But just to settle it for his career, he's a two ninety seven three seventy nine five oh nine hitter with a two twelve ISO 
a WRC plus 33% above average against lefties for his career. Uh, 34 home runs in uh, 925 plate appearances. Mookie Betts is excellent against lefties. So that's yeah. just nice. He's doing okay. Uh, that's doing <laughs> I didn't okay. get a chance to say that last time. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There you go. Shut that down before it even uh, gets talked about. Um, 153 of you watching. Thank you guys for tuning in for potentially the last MLB DFS strategy show for a while. I see a bunch of you already hit the like button. We want your subscription to, uh, well, not only to Oswo.com. Uh, if you're, you're so inclined, go check out our MLB packages. Go check out our NFL Express package with all of our showdown content uh, now added on to it uh, just for no extra price. We just beefed it up just to uh, give more people a chance to get access to great showdown tools, $3.95 a week. We also want your uh, subscription to the YouTube channel, and that costs you nothing. Just uh, about two seconds of your time, hit the notification bell so you know when we go live and uh, you don't miss out on any of our free content. Coming up, uh, again, check out those MLB projections. Those are free today. Uh, potentially the last time you're going to get a free MLB tool. Um, coming up, let me pull up the schedule real quick. We've got a bunch of shows in the works. Lofty, Saul, uh, and Ben will break down uh, the week eight. First look, already week eight. Man, we're like halfway through the season. It's already flown by. Ben Raza, Tim Frank will break down um, the uh, the golf slate, <clears throat> the tournament. I'm, I'm missing out on uh, that name. The name's escaping me. But uh, I will uh, let you guys figure that one out. That's coming up at 2.30 Eastern. And then tonight... Josh and Adam, 7.15 Eastern, leading you up to lock, 8.08 lock time. You got those extra couple minutes with Josh and Adam. Those guys will uh, will break it down, their strategies, their, their exposures, and everything like that. Uh, other than that, thanks for watching, everybody. And uh, we'll hopefully see you back here tomorrow for, uh, for Game 7. And uh, Kershaw can close it out for those Dodgers. Good luck, everybody. Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.